Our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. Did you wash your hands? Welcome to a special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected the world over, your hosts, Alvin and Edmund, will be joined by medical professionals that will keep you informed, safe, and healthy inside and out. And now, here are your hosts, Alvin and Edmund. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Alvin. And Edmund. Here on the Old Fashioned Health Show on The Real 1100. It is Thursday. It's Thursday, y'all. Can you believe it's Thursday? It's Thursday. Man, I can't hear myself. Turn my mic up. I want to yeah, hear what I'm saying. You know what that I'm, one, right? I mean, yeah, there you go. There you go. I can't can like we, to hear myself. Can we start over all the way over again from like the beginning? Like this is Alvin. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, this is take Alvin. It, take it from the top. All right. Is that better? Yes, that's okay, better. You got right. me. This is Alvin. And Edmund? On the Old Fashioned <laughs> Health Show on the Real 1100. All right, let's and get this thing started. Eat, right. none, none of that kind of thing. No chocolate, no nothing. No. Always on 10. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell the people that. Man, so what's going on? Man, you're asking me what's going on? So let me tell you what's going on. Uh-oh. You you go first and then I go. Go ahead. So this is a public service announcement. It does no good to be racist, y'all. It hurts everybody. Being racist hurts everybody. All this stuff. Now, the guy, the 17-year-old guy that killed uh, the protesters, the two protesters that he did shoot were white. They weren't even black. And that's just the hatred he had in his heart to try to. Do. He leaves his city, crosses over to another city to say he's gonna protect other businesses. His mom took him across, took him over into the city. Seventeen-year-old with a assault rifle. He gets, he he's out there in the crowd trying to handle the protesters, and he starts shooting, and he shot two people, and he shot three people, killed two. He was a white. 17-year-old boy and the two people people he shot was white. Wow. Ain't had nothing to do with race at this point, just ignorance. Now, I had seen on the news about the whole story, mm-hmm. but they didn't have, had not given, you know, a description. Yeah, 17-year-old they white boy. They just said boy. two individuals. It was three that got shot, mm-hmm. two died. They were white. The two mm-hmm. white guys. The two the people that died were white. And he's a 17-year-old white. No, nothing to do with racism at this point for him. Just plain out ignorance. His mom needs to go to jail, put her under the jail with him. She took him driving your son. Can you imagine driving your son to a city to be in a protest and he's walking around with a AR-17. Mom took him over there. Yeah. She, yeah. He, she he, so he, he gets in the car with this. Yeah. Yeah. She, she needs to go away. to jail. Penitentiary. Press. Really, they both should get the death penalty. Some people don't believe in the death penalty. <clears throat> penalty. But I think you should put some cables on them, just turn it on up. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, seven horsepower or something like that. They evil, man. I know. I'm okay. I'm joking about that. I'm part. looking at <laughs> People, y'all should see my face right now. <laughs> so maybe not the, not, so I'm kidding about the electric shit thing. I really don't believe in uh, uh, iPhone. I really honestly don't, to be, to be honest. Because um, I was. I, you about to question my son? No, you know, I, I, remember what to, I told you yesterday. <laughs> I don't remember what you told me yesterday. <laughs> All right. Well, it was. I don't want to say it on the air, joking wise, but no, just you know. Okay, let I me don't even know how. To, okay, go ahead. Yeah, do your thing. Get, okay, get so it all they, out. Yeah. Okay, so it could take all day. So uh, <laughs> they had the uh, Republican hate convention uh, this these past few days. Uh, it's a Republican hate convention now, and <clears throat> I've never. <clears throat> I didn't watch it. I'm not giving them any of my ratings, and I suggest anybody's listening to me now. Do not give any of your ratings to hate speeches. I 
So I listened to the highlights. They did so much hating and lying that it was ridiculous. I mean, just outright <clears> making <throat> up. I'm talking about just blatantly making up stuff. Okay, here's the other rant I have. Any black person, this is specifically for black men, if you're supporting Donald Trump at the Central Park Five, you need to be in jail yourself. Donald Trump took out an ad, wanted Central Park, the Central Park Five guys that uh, was accused of something that they found that they didn't do, and they released them. So I'm just clip, clip no version. Mm-hmm. Donald mm-hmm. Trump still didn't want to take the verdict to know that they were they were uh, innocent, innocent, and took out an ad and still said that they should be uh, they should get the death penalty. Now, if you can still support a man who took out an ad to get these people's lives taken after he knew it wasn't true, I question your morals. And I don't want to hear about all the other stuff you think he's done. That's enough to just cut him off. You want to take the lives of somebody that, <clears throat> that was innocent. <clears throat> so that was that was the those are the three rants that I have. Uh, I won't even talk about Herschel Walker and his son. Herschel Walker said his heart was just broken the way he the way people talked about Donald Trump. So, of course, you know, I didn't let that go unspoken. I did chime right in on the Fox News thing. I, I know. you. Yeah. Did. And I said <laughs> your heart was not broken when those black guys uh, were proven innocent and Donald Trump wanted to still have them uh, put in prison or uh, life sentence for them. But your heart wasn't broken about that, but you're broken about the people the way Donald Trump have grabbed him by everything else. He's lied. And just, I just want to say this last thing in closing. <laughs> Do you all realize hate hurts everybody? No. It's not not only the people that you do hate, it hurts you yourself, and you don't even realize it. Now, this 17-year-old kid that probably when he was younger had fun as a kid and all that kind of stuff, I'm assuming, and now you are about to go to jail because you killed somebody. <clears throat> all because you tell me, I want to take this country. This ain't your country in the first place. You wasn't even over here first. But that's another conversation. All right, I'm done. Do you feel better? Not at all. <laughs> I won't feel better. A little, after, a little bit better. I won't feel better to after November when he is out of office, then I'll feel better. And make sure y'all go vote. I only hear this about your vote. Don't count this. Why you trying to take it away from him? I'm done now. All right. Okay, what you, what you, <laughs> go and get your part. Get your little bit of this. Come on now. Let me get just a little, little bit of what's going on. Um, and I acknowledge all of what's taking place, you know, with that. I watch it every day. I see it every day. I feel it and I live in this situation too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that are spoken, a lot of things unspoken. There's a lot of uh, things that people are going through right now. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they had anything to do with it or not, you know, and that's all around the board. So um, that whole element that, that you ended with, with mm-hmm. the whole hate element, mm-hmm. I, I agree wholeheartedly with you on that one. That's something that we definitely have got to work on. And yep. um, it don't help nobody. No one. No one. No one benefits from hate. No one benefits from that. <clears throat> but I guess but, we'll figure that out once this <clears throat> other country come over and start taking taking over our country, and then we all in, in bad shape. <laughs> Could you imagine waking up and everything is in Russian? Because that's what's going to happen uh, if they allow Donald Trump to keep being president. You, 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 you know, bro, even past your mindset of that, mm-hmm. the state that we're in all over the world globally now, you know, um, those two storms, you know, just tearing up stuff. You know, they're saying he's supposed to meet up and tear. 
I mean, it's, it's but it didn't. A, it did. It, it was bad, right? But it wasn't as bad as they thought it was gonna be. So it didn't. Man, hit that's Houston. a good thing. Uh, but they, they suffered down in New Orleans, yeah. and then all up in Arkansas and all that kind of thing. So they suffered. But had it been what they predicted it to be, mm-hmm. it would not have been nice. But this is just we said this is hurricane season. Yeah, this is hurricane so season. Um, we got we got, we got some we got some, some time to go. We got some more saying what's popping. We yeah, got some more coming. Yeah, and we got to take it day by day. <laughs> so and then finally in closing, <laughs> I want to also let you all know this is nothing new. The only reason why it seems new is because the cover wasn't taken off. This as far as what all this racist stuff and all of the hate that we're seeing now, mm-hmm. uh, and the people that's driving the hate have always been here, and the hate has already always been. It's just that they have a leader now that allows them to be who they are. <clears throat> just like when you have a leader that's good, then people can show they're good. You have people that's, that's a leader that can hate, are able to show their hate. So, yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, we got great topics today. All right. Let's... Oh, we got some. Let me tell you. So, I'm going to go right to this one right here. You know, so I'm going to tell you all what the, what the agenda is. Dr. Alexander is going to be talking about will vaccines be mandated. Mm. You would like that one. The other one is money and medicine segment with Dr. Hines. Let me tell you, you know, Dr. Hines is a platinum blonde now. Just really? so you know, yeah. Okay. You didn't All see right. her today. Yeah, she got her little platinum blonde. You uh, can't tell her nothing. Uh, right? I bet it looked good, too. Yeah, it does look good. On, <laughs> it does, and trust me, she she feeling it. Uh, and then oh, the other show is uh, with Dr. Sewell is the importance of healthy relationships. That is important. Awesome. All right. So we're going to kick this show off like we always do with the Black National Anthem, and we always will. We'll be right back. This is Alvin and Edna on The Real 1100.
for Pets Wellness Center reminds old-fashioned health listeners and pet owners to never leave pets unattended inside a parked vehicle, not even for a quick errand. Temperatures can rise to dangerous levels fast. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. Rejuvenation for youthfulness and beauty is trending worldwide. People are getting laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, skin brightening, tightening, lifting, and reshaping. SmartPlex ATL, a comprehensive medical spa, located in East Cobb, 4799 Old Town Parkway. You can also visit us online at SmartPlexATL.com. Dr. Alexander and his team enjoy pampering you while you receive customized treatments in a beautiful, calming, zen-like atmosphere. SmartPlex ATL, we are your Hollywood destination for exciting, youthful rejuvenation. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out. This is Alvin. And Edmund. Here on the Old Fashioned Health Show on the real 1100. Man, you tearing them people's stuff up? Uh, it just dropped. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I fixed it back as oh, best okay. as I could. Right. I believe we got Dr. Alexander on the line. Doc. He is here. How you doing, What's man? What's going on, man? Good afternoon. How's everybody? Everybody really good, man. Yeah, yeah, good. Okay. Well, you guys didn't ask me how I was doing. How you doing, bro? I can tell <laughs> your voice. I, I can tell your voice how well. It you sounds done. good. Like done. the octaves is way yep. up there, so you in a good mood. I you, feel a good you energy. Got your, your Are vitamin we right? D and sunshine out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, you know, I fooled you guys today um, because I, I'm, I'm heartbroken. Yeah, heart. Yeah. And and I don't know what to do with all these emotions that I have. So I got to laugh to keep from crying. Mm. Now, okay. I'm going to try not to get too deep into this thing because I just may start crying, and you guys might have to finish the show for me, okay? Bro, speak from uh, your heart. Some people need to hear it. Don't, don't hold yourself back. Do what you do. This is your time. Go ahead. We ain't going to be doing I, no crying. Do you know, we ain't going to do no but, crying but today. I, I, I got I to address one of you all there, and I'm not going to say who it is, but he, he always is concerned about things being conspiracy or conspiracy theories, and I, and I think that is very valid. And so I, I want to read the definition of a conspiracy. It says, in criminal law, a conspiracy is an agreement between two or more persons to commit a crime at some time in the future. Criminal law in some countries or for some conspiracies may require that at least one overt act be undertaken in furtherance of the agreement. Okay. Uh, a conspiracy theory, on the other hand, is an explanation for an event or situation that invokes a conspiracy and a conspiracy itself is a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. So what I'm going to tell you is that I don't know that people in this particular situation are trying to do anything harmful. They may be doing something unlawful, but if the government has said that this is the law, then it can't be unlawful, can it? So we have to find another word for what I'm going to talk about today. Okay. All right, because we can't say it's conspiracy theory, because if the government says that this is what we're going to do, then it can't be unlawful, but it definitely could possibly be harmful. Uh, so I don't know where we put this, okay? I don't know where we put it, but, but we do have to think about it. Um, one thing that I have learned as a young man growing up, uh, I was a Boy Scout for a while, it said... Uh, be, pre- be prepared, okay? And 
when we got this other incident of a man who could have been subdued easily uh, was shot while someone was holding his shirt seven times in the back uh, until he dropped in front of his kids, it reminded me of what the slave owners used to do to the new strong slaves that came in uh, to an area to ensure that everybody around them fell in line. Mm. They, they did all kinds of horrendous things in front of the community, and then they would make sure that they would do it in front of his wife, yep. mm-hmm. and then they would do it in front of his children mm-hmm. um, to ensure that he physically bowed to their authority, physically. Mm. And eventually they wanted to get them to mentally bow. And I thought about it, I said, you know, what if I walked up to a, a woman and I slapped her in her face, knocked her to the ground for no reason? Maybe she said something to me. And I did it in front of her children. How quickly would I be arrested for a heinous act? And would it be because I hit her? Maybe. That's assault. But I think people would be totally outraged that I did it in front of her children. Mm -hmm. And yet this man was gunned down, shot, murdered in front of his children to send a message, knowing that they were being videotaped to send a message. It brought me back to Floyd. You know, they had their foot on his neck and they sent a message. So I'm having a hard time today because I see these things happening. And I I remember when I was in my residency, I was an intern and I took care of this man all through the night and um, I saved his life. I stayed up all night long going back and forth. I was in charge of most of the hospital and I kept going back to his room, saved his life. And that morning, my attending physician was there, and his family was there, and I was standing at the head of the bread. I was so proud of what I had done. Um, and the man raised up. He could barely get up because he had had a major stroke. And he looked at me, and he called me a nigger to my face. Hmm. That was the first words that came out of his mouth. My attending physician said nothing. And there was only two black physicians in this hospital. One was in the emergency room. He was more like a contractor. I was the only one that was really working there. And it, I wasn't prepared. I hadn't, I hadn't done my due diligence like a Boy Scout and, and prepared. So I was, I was numb. And, and, and for the longest, I was like, I, I should have did something. I should have said something. You know, I just, I felt so inadequate because I did nothing. And I hear people talking about, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be doing that. And, you know, and, and not what we should be doing. But I can tell you the next time that one of the attending physicians began to berate me on something I had done correctly, I took him into a room and I went up against his chest. He was a, a cardiologist. And I told him I would kill him if he ever did it again. Now, I didn't, admit, I didn't mean that, but I meant I would have beat his behind. And I looked him dead in his face, and I, I, I was tired of it. There's a point that 
if you are a human being, you get tired of being beat down. You get tired of being scared. You get tired of people running you. You know, my mother used to tell me, if there's a bully out there, if you fight him good, say, you can lose. Just fight with everything you got because he ain't coming back. And I learned that. Yep. And I think people are getting tired. Definitely. And 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 we're getting bullied in so many different directions because I'm looking at these vaccines. You know, I'm, I'm watching people get murdered. I'm looking at these vaccines, and I'm going, okay, what's the intent? The intent should be that we protect our citizens. Right. That should be the intent. And yet, before the second phase of these trials was over, vaccine was already being produced. Mm-hmm. There was a there was deals that were going on with the government has given to Moderna, this is not conspiracy, these are facts, $1 billion, not a million, not $100 million, $1 billion to Moderna to produce a vaccine. And they came back on August 11th, okay, and this was given through NIH. NIH, through the government, gave $1 billion. On August 11th, they gave $1.5 billion more. To who now? What, who, what's it? Is to it? Moderna. Moderna is one of the, the – uh, there's three main – well, it's actually not – Emory just got into the race. But it, across the world, there's about 165 companies that are trying to make companies – and I'll say companies, actually universities and companies, private companies, corporations that are trying to make vaccine. We have three major ones um, that the United States recognizes. Um, one of them is actually not – probably in the United States. It's actually in England, but and I'll say that in a minute, but but they are being given money from the US. And so you got one billion coming back with another one point five. So that's two point five billion dollars given to Moderna to come up with a vaccine. And what they wanted was a hundred million doses. Of course they said to be safe and effective, but they already started producing it before we even got to phase three trials. Then we have Pfizer who we keep hearing about Pfizer, and Pfizer's an American company, but Pfizer is actually a joint operation with a German company called BioNTech, and I can't even see this one. It's called, uh, well, it's, it's Fosun, it's Fosun, F-O-S-U-N, Fosun, which is a Chinese company. They have formed a conglomerate to make vaccines, and our government, through President Trump, gave $1.9 billion. And what he requested was 100 million doses delivered by December. Now, if they deliver the doses by December, they have an option to get 500 million more, and the Japanese will add another 120 million doses to that that they'll buy. Hmm. Okay. Oxford University and AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca is a U.S. company, and Oxford University have been given $1.2 billion. The techniques they use, they could actually produce probably 2 billion doses, anywhere from 400 million to 2 billion doses. Okay? So all of this is to come out somewhere before December, early of the year, early part of the year. So the question that we asked was, will this be mandated? Well, if you put that kind of money out, what, what are we talking about here? Let's see, we got 1.5 plus 2 plus another 3. Uh, so it's 2, 3, 4, uh, 4.5, 6, $6.7 billion that we know about right now. $6.7 billion 
for this vaccine, when it is available, and people are talking about they're not going to get it, what do you think is going to happen? And how are they going to distribute it? You are not going to let $6.7 billion go down the drain. Let me tell you how it works. Okay. If, um, well, in Massachusetts last week, uh, the, it was mandated, it was mandated that the flu vaccine be for all children going to school. So it is a part of the routine vaccines now. So if your child is in a public school, uh, and, and actually they're trying to make for all schools, they don't have a choice. If you say that your child can be vaccinated and you don't have a re- religious exemption, you can't choose to say, well, I want this vaccine, that vaccine. You have to have all vaccines. Mm. So to the question, is it going to be mandated? Yes. If your child goes to school, your child will have to get this vaccine. Probably if you get any kind of government assistance, you will have to get this vaccine. If you get any type of government money, they may. Because, see, you got a lot of, you got a lot of doses that we got to get rid of here. We only have 130 million people. And yet we're talking about 500 million doses. Now, granted, they're going to try and make people get two doses because we don't know if this vaccine works. And we've already had an indication this past week that there may be some issues with this RNA vaccine or this RNA virus making a vaccine to it uh, because we've already had two people across the world. One was in, uh, actually it's been three, one in Belgium, one in the Netherlands, and now uh, this past week in Hong Kong who got reinfected. Uh, I will say that even with the reinfection, however, to just be honest and just have full disclosure, is that those people didn't get very ill. Uh, one of them was actually asymptomatic. So there may be some immunity if you've gotten it, but, but what they got was a different strain. It infected them. Mm. So we don't know whether the vaccine is going to really work or not, but they're going to have a huge pool to be able to find out because they're going to mandate this. So as a Boy Scout would say is, be prepared. Be prepared. Wow. Yeah. Well, Doc, you gave us a lot to, uh, to think about here. Uh, and I can definitely feel feel the pain about uh, this whole shooting the guy holding holding his t shirt. But I'm gonna tell you what I thought about when I, besides getting pissed off uh, about the whole thing. What I do know is none of this is new. As I said earlier, all this is the, is 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 not new. What they're doing now is just more exposed because of who's in the White House, uh, which gives other people carte blanche to just do what they think they yeah. want to do. And it's kind of pulled the cover off of people that pretended to be one way, and now you're seeing who they really are. Well, like the you know they say, when the bully's out there, there's a point at which you decide that you've had enough. And I would encourage all my people to you know the the thing that's that is different from us and animals is that we do have intelligence. Mm-hmm. We do have a, an ability to strategize, and we do have the ability to be able to, you know, look at where um, the the pain is coming from, where all of the bad energy, and we can prepare for it. So I think we have to be intelligent. If we're going to burn something down, then it needs to be a planned thing. We can't let people come in and disrupt peaceful protests 
and incite people and then have, you know, the youngsters running around doing things that they shouldn't be doing, you know, and hurting people and that kind of stuff. So, you know, but, but as far as standing up, it's time to stand up. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of laying down. And I know people don't expect a physician to have that position. No, I am no. about the preservation of life, mm-hmm. all life. Everybody that I come in contact with, I respect them. I love them. Mm-hmm. But I tell you this. If you try to take my life, well, yeah. I'm going to stand for it. Self-preservation is the first law of nature, ain't it? Yeah, I'm not going to stand for it. Yeah. But we do have to use our intelligence. We do have to um, think about what's going on. And we definitely need our government to step in. You know, most people, a lot of people are saying we want smaller government. In some areas, I do. But in other areas, we do need some type of oversight. We need oversight over organizations that are doing harm to other people. We need oversight of people who are doing illegal deeds. We need oversight of the people who are in office who are doing illegal things, stealing money, lying, taking advantage of people, inciting people to hate each other. We need oversight of that. So we don't need just to vote. We need to make sure that we are proactive and get out there and do something about it. Use our intelligence. Mm-hmm. We cannot be passive about this anymore. Yes. Or you can be shot down, too. All right. Doc, thank you so much. Uh, you had us on the edge of the seats today. Thank you, Doc. Uh, be safe out there, and we appreciate all that you do. All right. Love you guys. And right, uh, hey. Be blessed. What's up? Be blessed. Yes. Hey, Doc, I, I, sent, I sent something in the mail to you. Um, you should receive it possibly today. I thought you would have it by now, but just check it out. Just a small token of appreciation, brother. Okay, right. definitely. I sent it to the office. Th- oh, thank you, thank you. I would, I would check that out. Okay, I'll, yeah, and I'll get back with you. Thank right. you. I think, you it's the, I think it's the 20, 2020 version of the Audi Doc is what he got. You. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we twinning. <laughs> hey, with, with that being said, one day Doc is going to be to the point. I would love to do what what uh, Kevin Hart did uh, a, a little while back, where he went out and bought all of his homies cars that he knew that they liked. You know what I'm saying? Like at the same time, like yeah. you hit him off. I was like, "That is, yo, that was." Oh, if so yours is it. coming in the mail. I don't need to go outside and look for it. <laughs> right. Yours coming in. The mail. Okay. All right. Doc, All right thank you. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. That was Dr. Alexander. We really appreciate all that you do, man. Thank you so much yes. for calling. And I believe we have a platinum blonde on the line with us now. That would be Dr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Platinum blonde. Yeah, yeah. Is that Dr. Hines? Oh my gosh! Platinum blonde it's sitting at the mic. I said, "Well, right off, the rip, huh? right off right the rip, right off the rip." I couldn't good, wait good to good afternoon. Couldn't wait How to get here. Do, do, do blondes really have more fun? <laughs> I don't know. I, I am day two into it, so okay. you know, I, I don't know. And you know, with COVID, we can't go anywhere, so you know. Well, are you going to accept whatever comes along with the blonde? She, she, hey, let me tell you, she does have fun because I'm not going to tell any of the stories we've talked about about the fun she's had. Uh-oh. So she just needed to have. She already was having fun. Okay. Uh, she, so she's enjoying life. All right. All right. So, yeah. All right. So, so since, since we're doing this, um, <laughs> how, how Alvin and I are connected through his niece, yes. uh, through his niece, Sinqueta. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure Sinqueta has told him all kinds of things. Sinqueta and I used to work together and have become friends and stayed friends since that time. And so I'm sure she has told him. <laughs> well, it wasn't the, the background. Uh-huh. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the background check. It was the re- it was the family reunion story you told me. Now we're gonna leave that alone. Remember the family? <laughs> See that? Look at that. Yeah. Blaming on my niece. It was you, <laughs> Doc. Thank you so much for calling. What you got for us today? I like your topic. How y'all doing by the way. today? Good. Doing well. Good. How you doing, Doc? I'm good. I'm good. Having a good week. 
So today's show on uh, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, we had our friends from Northwestern Mutual, uh, Mr. Brian Ford, who is a financial advisor. He, he did a segment today um, about what's in the bag. Hmm. And so, you know, everybody's talking about getting the bag and the bag and the bag and, you know, all of this. So for people who don't know what the bag is, generally the bag refers to money. Right. Um, and so, you know, the bigger the bag, the more money you have, and allegedly the, the happier you will be. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Ford was talking about our financial bag and what we need to have in it. So, you know, I did a little research, as I always do, and to my surprise, discovered that about 64% of Americans, um, as of September last year, 64% of Americans were not adequately prepared for retirement, um, and they had, those 64% had less than $10,000 in their retirement savings. Mm. So, you know, if you retire at the age at 67, which is when you can get your full Social Security benefit, I don't know how long $10,000 is going to last you, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, and then of those 64%, about half of those didn't have enough uh, to retire with, and they were not concerned. Mm. And so, you know, yeah, I know. I'm like... Mm, Okay. And there are a lot of reasons for that. Um, You know, particularly in this COVID economy, um, you know, a lot of people have lost jobs or had reduction in hours. And so, you know, they really are having budgets that are really, really stretched thin. And so when you are just barely making it with your with your monthly bills, you know, your rent or mortgage food, utilities, that kind of thing, there really may not be anything left over. Or in the case of 401ks, there really may not be enough to take off the top so that you are left with enough on the back end okay. um, to take care of your, you know, to take care of your needs. So, you know, so that that is an issue. Um, a lot of people think that they have time. And so depending on where you are in the workforce, um, by, by that I mean your age, um, you know, it may be this retirement may be this far off thing because I know when I was in my mid-20s, um, you know, thinking about retirement 40, down, 40 years down the road, that just seemed like so far, you know, so far away. And I told myself, you know, well, I've got time to do X, Y, and Z. So I'm mm-hmm. going to play now, Right. you know. But now here I am in the middle, so I'm 20 years in and 20 years out from, from what I hope will be my retirement age. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, things look a little different. So Dr. Ford, or excuse me, Mr. Ford and I talked about, you know, different strategies um, of how you can play catch up, um, talked about how we can diversify your finances. So he mentioned, you know, everyone is, is familiar with the 401k or 403b, depending upon um, whether you are in the private or public sector. Um, but, you know, my thing was one of the, the questions that I posed to him was, you know, how can we diversify that? Like what, what education tools do we need to have in order to diversify that? Because we've all heard in the news in the last 10 years um, of these companies doing whatever it is that they're doing that may not be legal or right. And the next thing you know, the company goes belly up and all of the 401ks are gone. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, here you have been putting, you've been doing all the things that you thought were right. You've been putting aside for your retirement. And because of someone's malfeasance, your retirement savings are gone. And if you are close to retirement age, you don't have the time to put that back. That's right. So... it kind of reminds me. It kind of reminds me of the way Bernie Madoff did those people that exactly, yeah, put in all their retirement and gave it to him, and and, he, and it's gone. And it's well, gone. and you know, there's that, but then there's also going back some years before. I don't know if y'all remember Enron. I do. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that company who had all of that money, and then you know, within the blink of an eye, the company's gone. Yeah, and so are the retirement savings and you know all of the benefits that people had had put into it. And, you know, and so that can leave people quite devastated. So what Mr. Ford recommends is, number one, getting a financial planner or mm-hmm. financial advisor mm-hmm. um, where you can have a sit down and talk about what your goals are. Um, for example, um, the way you want to live in retirement, and that will dictate what kinds of monies you need to put aside. Right. Um, so, you know, if your plan is to travel or if you want to support children through college or grandchildren through college, um, you know, there's a dollar amount that can be placed on that. And then you can kind of work backwards from there um, to figure out what it is that you need to be putting together today in mm-hmm. order to prepare for that. Um, so, you know, he recommends, you know, of course, taking advantage of any employer sponsored um, retirement vehicles, mm-hmm. so your 401k, your 401, uh, 401k, 403b, um, but also there are, um, or if you are self-employed, there are vehicles for you as well. Um, most likely, the uh, more more importantly, the the SEP, SEP, mm-hmm. um, for self-employed, and the self-employed plan allows you to put up more money, right. um, as opposed to if you're on an employer plan. So. With the 401k, you are limited to putting up $19,500 a year, which is great because you can put that up. And then if your employer matches, then, you know, that's more money. Right. Um, But the self-employed plan, um, you can put up to $56,000 a year. Right. And that is tax deferred, Mm -hmm. um, tax deferred funds. Um, There are also other investment vehicles that you can take advantage of. Um, where you can even put $100,000 in if you are self-employed. Um, so, you know, that is if someone is employed, but then they have a, a little self-employed entrepreneurial um, venture on the side, then you can contribute from both of those arms um, of your income. Then he talks about, you know, real estate investing um, is another vehicle for doing that. Um, and then, you know, we talked about the reverse mortgages, how people are using their homes um, to fund some of their retirement, um, retirement, you know, to fund their retirement, um, which can work for you if you're in certain situations and not work as well in others. Um, so, you know, it was a really enlightening conversation when we talked about what our options were. Um, and, you know, we also talked about if you are married, um, because one of the studies that I read um, pertaining to married women, that married women relied more heavily on their husbands right. um, to, you know, to make these financial decisions in terms of retirement. And then when they found themselves either divorced or widowed, 
you know, got big surprises and not good surprises um, about, you know, what was going on with the money. Maybe they thought they had more money than they did. Um, You know, some of the stories, and it was horrible, horrible stories. Some of them found hidden accounts and all Mm -hmm. this, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, And I have seen this, too, when I've had patients who had been recently widowed or widowered. um, And, you know, and they don't know what's going on with the finances in the house. And so, you know, the time to know what's going on with your money is now. Yep. Before something happens. Let me ask you. Before something happens. Yeah. So my my method of um, of investing and preparing for the future consists of maybe a little stock here and there. But mainly mm-hmm. I'm betting on myself, meaning that I'm trying to create something of my own to create the wealth I need later on. Mm-hmm. So, sure. so if I'm doing the things I'm doing now, I expect to retire in a few more years only by choice because I can't see myself retiring. First of all, I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't even like that word retirement. It's, well, this is the thing I don't think. I don't see how retirement and God go together. It don't make sense to me. I'll explain that a little later. But uh, I think you should invest in yourself, mm. that you, you work hard to create something that you can create residual income and that's how you get your money because the stock market goes up and down and what's interesting is the stock market is so great right now and people they can't even explain why i think i know why and my theory is because when this when donald trump gave them a tax break that he did for the wealthy and as well as all this money that came the stimulus money that came in from from uh covid and a lot of people capitalized off of that that means Mm -hmm. that the uh companies didn't have to use any more their own money no more and so they made the company a little bit healthier. And so I mm. think that's the reason why the stock is not is popping so well. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a couple of them, like Tesla. I, I don't know too many people buying Tesla. There's a few people buying it, but to the point where the stock went to $2,000, it was $700 two months ago, and now it's 2000 It's the money mm. that they've gotten for, gotten for uh, coronavirus. That's why it's pouring mm-hmm. it in there. And so now they don't have to use their money anymore. They're, they're healthy. The company is healthy. And so the investors mm. feeling good about it. That's why the stock market is doing so good. It ain't because we out here buying all this stuff. How, how are we buying? You got 20 million people without jobs. Who buying it? All the other countries are struggling. 20 million people without jobs. There are some people that's buying, but mm. definitely not no high-end luxury cars or stuff not, not to that level that the stock would jump from 700 to 2,000. That's not even, that's not even possible unless there's something funny going on well and and that's what i was going to bring up you know of course you know i haven't followed this particular stock but um you know the stock may very well be overvalued Mm -hmm. um so you know that's something to watch out too right so of course you know mr ford recommended that you know we pick at least one vehicle of educating ourselves as to what's going on with the financial worth the macro economy he called it so, you know, what's going on with these companies, what's going on in particular with the company that you work for, um, to see, you know, what the climate is, how healthy your company is, and what is, you know, what's happening with it. So that way you don't wake up one day and your stock portfolio is worth nothing, yes. which, you know, yeah. has happened before and can very well happen again. And that, that is that is some great information, even regards to the, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and speaking on that. And I like what Alvin said as far as reinvesting in what you have and, and him ultimately being his way of retiring with right. his business. You know, and the information mm-hmm. that you provided, 
I'm definitely going to do some more research on it myself as well. Yeah. We'll try to spread that, and I'd like for you to like revisit, you know, and give us a little bit more. And I'm going to go check out the show and get more details on your guest today. Um, what are you saying? No, I was just saying I know Dr. Sewell had just called in. Okay. We know we get to talk to Dr. Hines. We can just yeah, go. Yeah, but good, great stuff, great yeah. information. And, uh, yeah, invest in yourself, so, but also invest in your kids. Go ahead. So I will say, um, Mr. Ford joins me every month. This is our money and medicine segment. Okay. Um, so every month we are going to be spending at least one Thursday talking about your financial health. Um, because in addition to our spiritual health and our physical health, our financial health is also important. Very important. So yes. tune in every Thursday. Hopefully okay. there'll be a little little nugget that you can come away with. Okay. Awesome. All right, Doc. Thank you Alrighty. so much. You have a great one. Thank you so much. Thanks. Be safe. You be too. Blessed. Y'all take care. You All right. All right, that was Dr. Hines. Appreciate that. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Call me and let's talk about your health. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. You can also call in at 404-603-8770 with your medical questions. All right, y'all. Welcome back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. Here on the Real 1100. We have Dr. Sewell. Dr. Sewell, how you doing? What's up, lady? I am doing well. How are you gentlemen doing today? Doing great, doing doing great. Doing great. What you got for us? I, we know you are uh, on the schedule here because I did get your message, so we're gonna let you go right on. <laughs> let you go right on up to four, and we're gonna talk to you tomorrow. All right, go ahead. On. <laughs> you know what I got? I got here on time. I got, I got here on, on on time. Okay, on, on, on professional time. Okay. Um. <laughs> Y'all, by the way, we're talking about the importance of relationship. What is relationship? The, import- yeah. the importance of healthy relationships. Healthy relationships. So you know, I talked before about. You know, I've talked a lot about support systems, but I always kind of bring it in like as the sweeper, like, you know, in order to take care of yourself, it's, it's nice, you know, you should have a, a healthier, good support system. And I talked about intimacy and relationships. So, and, and another time, I, that, that's another time I talked about that. But when we talk about healthy relationships today, I want to talk about the gamut. So when I talk about relationships, I want to talk about friends, family, um, colleagues, Sometimes, even though I believe, even though my personal belief, Donna's personal belief and Dr. Sewell's personal belief is that you should keep um, professional and personal separate most of the time, mm-hmm. uh, if not all of the time. But it is, it helps you out and it makes you feel good also when you have positive co-workers or healthy, just healthy relationships with individuals. Um, what, I, what I am going to do, though, is talk a little bit about the unhealthy. And the reason I'm, I, I want to talk about this is because one of the things that I've noticed as we become older, a lot of times we try to hold on to old friends when we've gone different directions. Um, we try to uh, justify why, um, why we need to keep talking to our parents or siblings every day when they're toxic. Mm. Um and we feel guilty when we don't necessarily want to cut them off, but we want to limit the amount of time that we talk to them. Um, and, I, and I just think it's very important in these times that we're dealing with right now that people understand it is very important to have healthy relationships because, it's, because it seems like everything that's being thrown at us through the media is, is almost unhealthy and negative. Yep. 
so and and that's why I think this is very important. So let me let me talk a little bit about um, unhealthy relationships. So here's the deal with that. A lot of times we're dealing with caustic coworkers, um, toxicity of people, whether it's intentional or unintentional. Um, and and please understand that I am a firm believer in you have sometimes your friends are in life for a season and not for your entire life. Because I I hear a lot of us trying to hang on to Ray Ray and Tay Tay and and Becky and them that we had friends we were friends with at eighteen and nineteen, and and here's the thing all of us are, well I know myself and and Mr Watson are are in our fifties and sometimes we grow apart from those people it doesn't mean that we're better than them right. it just means that we take separate directions right See, if I can still go back to my friends at fifty something years old and 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 I they're still talking like they're eighteen or nineteen. We don't need to run in the same circle. Right. right. Again, it doesn't mean that I'm better. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to check on you, but I'm not going to keep trying to maintain a friend, uh, the friendship that we had when we were 18 and 19 and is non-existent. Right. That's, that's silliness. I understand it, but it's silly. So unhealthy relationships. So it is when your respect, and this, this is coming from all from me. So um, unhealthy relationships when the respect is not mutual. That's a sign that your relationship is, is not healthy. So it doesn't matter whether I'm talking about a significant other, friends, family, or coworkers. The respect is not mutual. The relationship has some form of abuse in it, not necessarily. People always want to go to physical and sexual abuse. Those are things that can happen, absolutely. But what about the emotional and the verbal? Somebody that always belittles you or that is very condescending mm. or who feels like your opinion is not really worth anything or tries to make you feel less than because he or she feels less than, so it's best for them to pretend as though they know more than you so they can have somebody to feel less than them. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, so, and then for us, a lot of times we hang in on the situations because we feel like, you know what, we know this person, they've experienced trauma, and we don't want to walk away from them. I, I believe in loyalty. I'm loyal almost sometimes to a fault, but at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself. All of us have insecurities. Mr. Alvin, you're from Mississippi, so you heard people say this because I'm from, I'm from Alabama. All of us have insecurities, but there are some people that have demons, and mm-hmm. those people that have those demons. Because <laughs> you left out Carolina because there's somebody in this house that's from Carolina. What part of Carolina are you from? And what they got to do with it? Huh? Y'all it's, oh, he's, oh, he's from hey. he's from a cat he's from a cackalack. Mm-hmm. I got hey, them demons got be it. everywhere. You just got to try to keep them at bay. But, <laughs> but it, the problem is when you don't know you have the demons. See, the older we get, the more we try we try to suppress, uh, suppress those demons, and yeah, then so yeah. the more we try to repress them, the more prevalent and pervasive they become. Right. And we try to cover them with defense mechanisms that end up harming and pushing away the people that actually love us or that are trying to love us. Mm, you're right. Okay, so. So at that point, if I'm sticking with you, because I see a lot of people do this in, 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 in intimate relationships, and I see people do this with their friends and with family members. They're saying, you don't know everything that he or she has been through. But if you've been trying to work with this person for 15 or 20 years and it's dragging you down, you need to look at how you can pull back from that. And don't feel guilty. You did everything that you felt like you could do. Amen. So you need to pull back. I'm not telling you to drop the person, but, but pull back. Um, 
And a lot of times, you've heard me say this, we stay in relationships because they're comfortable. That's even with family members, or we, or we think we don't deserve better. We think that's the way relationships are supposed to be because we grew up in a family dynamic where people treated each other like garbage. Yeah. And we think that's the way it's supposed to be, or we've seen relationships that our parents were in, and we feel like that's the way we're supposed to be treated if we're in, in you know, a certain uh, in, in, in an intimate relationship. And then in addition to that, even going to work. You know, some of us have been raised like, well, you know, you know, you got to put up with what they're saying because, you know, they're paying you. No. Sometimes you are stuck in that situation temporarily, if, but, but you don't have to be stuck in that situation permanently. Okay. Um, and, and the other piece is unhealthy relationships, chaos. Some people love chaos. <laughs> and they feel like unless the relationship is chaotic, even... Even with friends, you know, they feel like, okay, we have to fuss back and forth or, we, or argue or we have to stay um, um, kind of in a circle, always out, hanging out, partying and starting, uh, starting problems with other people and all those types of things like that. And they feel like that draws us closer because then we have things to say, like, you remember that time we did this and you remember that and we came through this. You're cre- a person who creates chaos a lot of times will make the other person very uneasy. That's a sign of an unhealthy relationship and an unhealthy person. Mm. Okay, um, un, unable to express yourself openly. When you're dealing with somebody who cannot express themselves openly to you, or I'm sorry, if you feel like you can't express yourself openly, usually you're not in a healthy relationship, or it's not in a, in, in a mutually respected relationship. Is that the same thing? Like you're feeling like that person's gonna make fun of you. Is that mm-hmm. same thing like walking on eggshells because you don't want to say? And something. that's my next one: walking on eggshells. You don't necessarily think they're going to abuse you, but it's just like, oh, it's just, uh, you're, you're thinking to yourself, if I say this, this person's going to say that. Mm. Or they're going to behave this way. Yeah, you know, is that the same? So, Doc, let me ask you this. What about when you're talking mm. to somebody and before you can get it out, they already judge and what, you, what they be thinking for you. You say, well, you'll say something because like, I, I, I already know you're going to say this. I know you're going to say that because I think maybe I might do that every once in a while. But what is that when we do that? When we think so? So, for, so for that to me, there are it's, it's not necessarily thing as being judgmental, but it's what it's kind of what you call kind of fortune telling and mind reading. You already think or know what the person's getting ready to say and why they're getting ready to say it. So it's not so much as unhealthy as much as it is an annoyance. <laughs> yes, so, Lord. Say it for the church um, in the back. What I will say though, say it for the people at the back of the church, Lord. <laughs> what I what I will say though is this: if a person is doing that, like I talked about those thinking errors, and this is just a, a sidebar. If you're a person that you feel like you know what's going to happen, or you feel like you can read the mind of somebody else, then that is a pro- that that does become a problem, particularly if you're in an intimate um, relationship or you're dealing a lot with your family. Um, it does cause a problem because the person's going to say, "You think you know everything." <laughs> I can't even get my thoughts out. You already right. You know. <laughs> Piss me off. <laughs> so, so, so this is also with an unhealthy relationship. Here's the thing: it adds stress. It adds a lot of stress to you because you're walking around on eggshells every time this person calls you. They're complaining. When I was working with people in the military, and, and and when I was working with them in Germany, you know, a lot of them had family members. Of course, family members overseas and parents. And you would be surprised at the amount of people I had come sit in my office, and they would say, "You know what? When I started talking to them about stress." The last thing that would come out, they would say, you know what, I love my mom or I love my dad, and I know this is going to sound bad. We always preface it with that. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, you can't help the way you feel. How you feel is how you feel is how you react or act upon those feelings that count. 
So they would say, I really hate to talk to my mother or I really hate to talk to my dad because I have my own set of problems and they want me to talk to them almost, they call me almost every day or either I call to check on them because I'm concerned about them, but they're complaining about the same thing every day. They're complaining, they're still complaining about my father and they've been divorced for 15 years. Mm, and I have wow. to listen to this every time this person calls or every time I call, every time I call him or her. And, and you don't so, check on them. You don't want to hear all that other stuff. Right. And then, and so, and, and here's the other thing. You're unable to express your feelings because you're too busy listening to somebody else. <laughs> mm. You're too busy. And, and they're not really even asking you how you're doing. And if they do ask how you're doing, they really don't want to know because they want to jump in and tell you. <laughs> but, but you know, you know what, Doc, it's funny. And I, I really appreciate you bringing up this topic today because um, it, it even beyond just like parents or whoever they can associate that with i've been seeing that in a a lot of people mm -hmm. no i'm just saying in the sense of um the conversation okay. you know and the topics and stuff like that do you how do you deal with that like what's your take on it a way of dealing with it should you so, just that before that before you give don't don't hold off on the that thought doc because so we're gonna talk. Okay, we got okay. one minute before it's time for the go to the break. But I want you to give him a full answer behind that. Because I think we're gonna. <laughs> I need him to get a full fledged answer. So we look at what about thirty more seconds here. So you can take us out on this song, take us on the break, and then we'll be right back. Okay. All right. Okay. You are tuned into WWE Hankville AM eleven hundred. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. All right, we're back. Yeah, we're going, we got a song after this segment that's going to take the eye off this whole nice segment. Doc, go ahead on and help your patient you was just talking to. <laughs> not your patient. Your client. <laughs> Doc, you there? I'll be stuff and then I'll get to the healthy stuff. So basically that can add stress. You know, when you add stress, you can increase blood pressure or exacerbate other um, ailments or physical ailments you already have or it can cause them. It can lend itself to poor coping strategies, you know, like drinking more, smoking, smoking more weed. Um, wait, 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 Doc, hold on. I'm going to need you to start over fresh with that because I think we missed something. Now, I think <laughs> we, we went to break. I don't, okay, give us this whole piece again one more time. So, so when you're in an unhealthy relationship, it can cause... Uh, it can cause stress on your mental health and on your body. And so the way that happens is what can happen is it can add stress to you. If stress is added, what can happen is it can exacerbate medical conditions that you already have or it can cause some medical conditions. It can lend itself to poor coping strategies, drinking, smoking weed, gambling, eating, those types of things. So it can exacerbate. When I say lend itself to poor coping strategies, that means you're doing more that, that means you're, you're going way overboard with it. Um, and it can also cause feelings of loneliness. Feelings of loneliness, it can decrease confidence, self-esteem, all of those things. Uh, Mr. Edmund, you asked me how I deal with people talking negatively. Sometimes it's, it's, depending, upon the, it's depending upon the situation. Um, I have, and, I, and I know other people that use this strategy, and it may not be <laughs> not the best. But sometimes when I am driving and I'm about five or ten minutes from where I'm supposed to go, I will call somebody. <laughs> I know I need to check in. <laughs> I think he got that one down, Pat. I'm just, I just really and believe I, it. And I will say, and I'll say, hey, yeah, I just called a check. Well, I got a, I, I got a one, and I just put the your words in here. So I sometimes I'll do that. There are other times with people that I'm really close because I have a, a small circle of, of true friends, 
those individuals, I will say to them, I, I can't listen to anything negative mm-hmm. right now. So unless right. so unless it's an emergency, I can't I can't do it right now. Okay, and, and you know what what I I get from what you're saying in the sense of when you say if it's something negative, you know, you aren't able to hear it right now because whatever you know situation you're going to or or you know approaching, there's a certain energy that you feel you need to to have with that, right? Mm-hmm. So. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, it, depending on who that person is, you might know what type of energy they're about to bring at that point in time, you know. That, that is correct. Okay. That is All correct. Right. So. I, I, I've had, and then I'll get into the, the healthy portion uh, really quickly, but, yeah, I have had um, close associates. I'm not going to necessarily call them friends, but I remember driving from work. In my, in, in my drive from work at this particular job I had was 45 minutes without traffic. Okay. And so I remember calling this person. And they complained the whole hour and fifteen minutes I was in traffic, and 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 so and it was a consistency. So it wasn't when I tried to redirect the person, it wasn't that I was being disrespectful because I had heard all of this before. Yes. So it wasn't like I was not allowing them to express themselves. But when they finished, I would say, "Well, you know," and I would listen. And I and I didn't want to discount them, but I would say, "Okay, well, have you looked at possibly doing this?" If I do that, then this is going <laughs> to. And then if I. So I and I literally was quiet for the next probably forty five minutes or an hour out of that out of out of that hour and fifteen minute ride and I and I said to that person, has anything positive happened to you within the last <laughs> within the last few weeks? Anything? Anything that that you, anything. you held that you question? You know, I would have been willing to accept again what old folks used to say in the south: "The Lord woke me up this morning." That I would have been willing to accept that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so. Healthy relationships. What do the healthy relationships? So they're non-judgmental. They're non-judgmental. Now you might tell somebody, now you know you were wrong for that. You call to ask me my opinion. You no, know you were wrong for that. But it doesn't mean that you're being condescending or nasty to them. What you're doing is you're saying things like that to them because you want them to improve. In your heart of hearts, you want them to improve, just like you want them to help you mm-hmm. improve. So if they tell you something that is a critique, not a criticism, but a critique. You know, it's not coming from any mal- any malice or malintent. It's coming because they care. It's coming from them because they care about you, and they love you, and they want to see you thrive. And that's and, and, and that's okay. It's mutual respect. Um, it's understanding that you don't always have to agree. That's under that. That's some of the mutual respect. Okay, I respect your opinion. I don't agree with it, mm-hmm. but I respect it. Yeah. And and that's okay. Um, when you're when you're in a healthy relationship you think about this even when you're in you guys you guys um you know you work together you have a working relationship i don't even have to and this may sound odd but i don't even have to see your faces to 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 know that you're smiling i can hear your smile and your happiness and your camaraderie Mm. across the way you hear the energy i hear i hear the energy and i feel the energy and when you're in in, in healthy relationships, and you have healthy connections and a healthy support system, I mean, you, you smile more, you feel more secure, you have the ability even to laugh at yourself, because a lot of times when people are in unhealthy relationships, they don't want to smile at all, because they might make the other person mad because the other person is taking themselves too seriously. Wow. So, so you have that ability to even laugh at yourself and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have to do better, that's okay. And you guys can can laugh together it, it increases that self-esteem to allow you to do that um it decreases loneliness statistically it helps you live longer when you're in those healthy relationships it will definitely 
And research has shown it will definitely help you in times of sickness and in times of crisis having that strong support system in those healthy relationships. I have a question for you, Doc, real quick. Um, yes, sir. And it's just how you deal with it, not saying that your way has to be for everyone. But right. how do you deal with the conversations that you have with family, friends, or loved ones, or whatever, that um, may not go as deep as you think they should? Like if it's a, I call it a surface conversation. A surface conversation mm-hmm. is like a conversation I feel that, you know, anybody can talk about. Like what happened right. on this right. reality show last night, uh, what such and such is doing, you know, uh, because they're a celebrity. And that's just, you know, the whatever's going on, pop culture. Right. How do you deal with the ones that you aren't able to really have a a more depth conversation with them? So I always say it's depending upon the relationship. Just because somebody's in your family doesn't mean you have to like them. I believe you (laughs) you love them, but you definitely don't have to like them. Um, And 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 with that being and, and with that being stated, sometimes it's just better if you guys have a history and you try to discuss some things and you know that is not going to go well because people don't want to accept responsibility for their you're you're trying to be accountable and the other person's not trying to be accountable or they don't or they're trying to repress certain things that happen and you want to discuss them sometimes it's that the person's not ready to do it and then sometimes it's just that the person's not going to do it mm-hmm. and so sometimes surface to me is okay I can do if I know that's how we're going to deal but but that person still knows if it's a family member they know if they need something they can they they can call me and and I got it they're gonna they're gonna be covered, um, but that I, I have to be honest with you sometimes that's how that's how it is because a lot of times I have to look at I I do family members the way I do anybody else if it's somebody that gets on my nerves really badly and it's rare because it's rare in my family but if somebody just really annoys me and I know if I approach something with them respectfully it's gonna make it worse because they're not gonna acknowledge their behavior or or whatever the case may be. Um, I treat them like I would treat a client because mm. I don't get upset with my client because it is their job to act like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you get paid, right? For you to be right. That's how, it's their job to act like that. So, so, and that's how I look at them. I'll say, okay, okay, he or she has to say, okay, I, I know they have some personality stuff or whatever. So, I, you know, I'll, I'll talk to them. I'm always respectful, and then I'll keep it moving. Now, if it's a situation where you're dealing with something like a, an older person, in your family, and you know, you have to respect that. We have to respect the fact sometimes that older people are not wired to discuss anything in depth. They're they're wired to say that's life. You need to move forward. Uh-huh. It may not, and they think it works for them. It doesn't always work for them, but but they think it does. And so you you have to be ready to talk about that when they want to talk about it. But you also have to understand people's personalities a lot of times and just not take things personally. I know if you treat everybody else like that, I mean, why, why am I going to take it personally? So, um, so, Doc, so that's kind of how I look at it, yeah. So Edmund was shaking his head. I want to ask you why you're shaking your head about the old people when you're saying something. You saying, She was saying something about uh, people are set like that, old people. So I just want yeah. to hear that part about I want to know his view on why he was thinking were you agreeing or disagreeing, or you were saying, yeah, it's right? Oh, no, I, I was listening to what she was saying in the sense of how um, older people sometimes, as as you say, or they would even say, you aren't able to change their mind and their thought right. process because right. this is how they've lived their entire life, mm-hmm. and this is what it is, and this is what it's going to be, and this is what I know. Right. You know, uh, I was speaking more on a, an aspect of life experiences okay. um, and in the degree of sometimes I guess it's it's – 
life is a circle and things we think are new aren't really new. You know, right. the, just yeah. the right. people have changed. It's the same, you know, show. And I think a lot of times it's just how you um, have that conversation, whatever that is. Not so much as just about bad stuff, but just, just right. life in general, you know. And we sit and we talk about things like that and we use these, you know, terms that we say, quote unquote, old folks say, because right. it's, it's translating that, that uh, vocabulary. You know, right. whereas to if you're right. from and, the South, you understand what your grandma was saying when she would say certain phrases. But you definitely right. understand now that you're an adult versus you were a child. Then the language you, is clearer you, to you. Yeah, it's much clearer. And you have a full understanding of it. A ab absolutely. And for me, I was very close to my uh, maternal grandmother. I mean, she, me, me and her were really tight, but it still was a grandmother-granddaughter relationship you know um at the end of the day though i would listen to them talk about certain things that had happened when they were growing up or when um you know even my parents when they when you know i would listen and, and my aunts and uncles certain things that had happened when they were growing up and those types of things See, a lot of times during the holidays if my family doesn't get together like this um anymore but a lot of times around the holidays like the the kids would be off somewhere else playing and stuff and i would do that too but i also spent a lot of time sitting around um the older people. Mm -hmm. So so when they talked about, in my family, I can only speak from my experience, when they talked about things that had happened, these are things that we would call traumatic right now. Mm. And, and and we would say, I don't know how you dealt with that. I, they would talk about it as very matter-of-factly. Sometimes mm -hmm. it would be humor in it. Right. Um, but it was always, that was, like I said to my grandmother one time, hey, I think you should... You should have written a book. And she said, that was just our life. She said it was nothing um, spectacular, nothing mm -hmm. extraordinary. Is And I think that's just because that's that generation. Mm -hmm. and, and, and as that generation across the board, now I'm talking about somebody who was born in 1919, but it's not just people of color. It's also Caucasian people. It's just like that. That's my thought process. I, I have a mother in her 70s, and again, she may talk about some things here or there, but but she's not going to go into detail. If she if if she gets sad about anything or any of that stuff is going on, they are just not wired like that. So you just have to under most of them are not. Mm -hmm. okay. So you just have to understand how how they are. And and you and again, that's part of loving somebody. You have to love somebody unconditionally. That's part of having a healthy relationship. Yep. Well, doctor, that's part, so. Um, and let me say this last thing because I know I'm oh, I know I'm way over. So what I want people to understand is if you have a strong and healthy support system and healthy relationships, mm -hmm. the possibilities are limitless because of that level of support. And it, and it may sound like I'm exaggerating, but it's really not. When you have people that are saying you can do it, when you have people that are correcting you and keeping you in place, when you are getting, when you are stepping out of, out of place right. and Checks saying, hey, balances. you need to, you need to, you need to pull it back. Speak on you, it, Doc. You have those people who are doing that when you are sick, even if you know you have something that may be terminal, but your attitude to bring you through with those other people to help you go through that process is amazing. When you've seen it, it's amazing. Yes. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. So I think having a healthy relationship is very is very important. I appreciate you guys for letting me go over. No problem. Not, no problem. We appreciate it. They need to hear this. We yes, need it. Relationships are important. The reason why we're not doing better in this country now. But that's for another show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Doc, thank you so all much. Right, Have a safe right, weekend. Right. Be safe. Be blessed. All right, y'all. Right, that was Dr. Seward telling us about relationships. So we're just going to drop this one song, y'all, and then we'll be right back.
want to dedicate this song to all the lovers tonight. And I expect that might be the whole world because everybody needs something or someone to love. When it's cold outside, who are you holding? You know, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to talk about this woman of mine. She's always complaining about me never being at home. about the thing that a girlfriend's got, what she ain't got, and she want me to go out and get them for her, but, but girl, I can't be in two places at one time, if you think you're alone in night, huh, wait until tonight, girl, I'll be more Life happens, and when it does, the law firm of Althea DeBar Johnson, PC, and Tamara Wood is the law firm people turn to for planning and managing their legal affairs and protecting their current and future assets. The firm specializes in wealth protection through legal services that include estate planning, probate administration, and guardianship. This law firm promises to be truthful and honest, provide personalized attention, and they are focused on results that best suit your needs. For a consultation, contact them today at 404-584-5555 or visit them on the web at adjpclaw.com. The law firm of Althea DeBar Johnson, PC, and Tamara Wood, helping you plan for today and for the future so you can get on with the business of living. All right, y'all, we're back. That was an amazing show. What you think? Yes, it was, yeah. They gave us some good information I enjoyed. 
all three doctors today, Dr. Seward, Dr. Hines, and Dr. Alexander. They always bring us great information. I mean, it was a full week. balance, too. Yes. I mean, we got It's like a roller coaster ride. It was, it was, it, yeah, it was a nice <laughs> ride. I mean, we got the world, we yeah. got the money, and then we got the relationship, yeah. all that together. We yeah. need all that. Thank y'all so much for calling. Looking forward to you all next Thursday. Yes. Same time, medical Thursday medical update with Dr. Hines, Dr. Sewell, and Dr. Alexander. Yep, yep. You learned something? I did. I did, too. I did. And I, as well, I took notes. You always take notes. Hey, but that's that's life because I might have to go back and reflect on them and <laughs> kind of <laughs> take a little memo or something. So but that, go ahead. You, 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 you go ahead, and then I want to speak on something. Go ahead. So Evan told me today when he was coming in that uh, I missed the episode of... Uh, What's the name of the country? Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Yes, I cannot episode two. wait. It was good, huh? Oh, man. Bruh. Did he catch you off guard? Let me tell you. It's, again, you know, I know I say this often. Mm-hmm. There are not many shows that capture my attention to mm-hmm. take me away from the things that I need to do going on in, in my world. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Other than, like, you know, my top list, certain ones, I Project Runway and all that, whatever. Right, right, but right, right. this has caught my attention, and I make sure I tune in and check it out. It's awesome. So this episode a, is it gonna yes. throw me off? This episode, to be honest with you, bro, is like running neck and neck, or even better than the previous one, because now wow. you're going, you're being able to gravitate towards the characters. You're learning, you know, a little bit more about their personalities. Because I'm trying to them. follow the show. Is what I'm trying. It's like, see, they, they, listen, listen. I just want to understand. No, no, I can't do that. Don't overthink it. Just okay. roll with it. That's All what right. I'm trying. Like, be in the moment of it. Just. And it's hard for me to do that as well because I can, you know, sometimes forecast the situation. Yeah, yeah, like Doc was just talking about. Well, you know what? I, I know how my world <laughs> works. And it, if it works, let's go with it. But like I was saying, um, I come out of what I have going on and I try not to um, overthink it. Mm. I try not to necessarily... I just go with it and that live in that moment of them right now. Because it's only, enjoy. yeah, it's only what? I think it lasts like uh, an hour. Yeah. So an hour of that time to just go with them and just, and it, it's in the mo- bruh, when you like just I can't wait. I'm, tap I'm, into the energy of it, you be on edge. Let me tell y'all another show that I, <laughs> that I thought I was just going to be, this is so wrong. But it's so right, but I had to give it a chance. What's that? And I gave it a chance and I, I would have to say, I know the church folks ain't going to like me for this. Have y'all been watching this other show called P-Valley? No, I heard about it, but you gotta have uh, Showtime. I don't have Showtime. I have HBO. I tried to watch it. I could. Y'all, I heard. I, that's, <laughs> hey, oh, Jerry. This, this ATL. This is this is people. <laughs> oh, Jerry. It's oh we. This P Valley thing. It's like that. I can't even tell you what the acronym of P stand for, but it's everything that you probably think I'm thinking is what P Valley stand for. You already know because you've seen the show. I haven't seen it, but you know I what the P Valley stand for, right? I've made a a, a guesstimate of what P Valley. It's what it's what Donald Trump said he can grab him by when he want to. That's what that show was named after. But it's so interesting. I was like, I am going to get you a Donald Trump shirt. Shirt. Will you wear it if I give it to you? I will wear it straight (laughs) to the dump and burn it up. Yep, and have a big old fireside cook. I would not, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> he yeah, didn't like that. See, how I threw that all at you because it was like this. You, you know, listen, y'all know I don't we, like. I don't like. There was man. a monkey wrench in the back of that ten speed, and you flipped because you was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, this caught me right here. You didn't uh, dodge it. Remember on dodgeball, he threw the monkey wrenches. He said, if you can dodge this, I'm you still, can dodge a ball. I'm still calling the monkey wrench, throwing it in the spokes and make somebody. You never flip. heard of that? Yeah, remember you throw put something in the spokes of the bike, you are gonna flip right on over. I know. I, I didn't. I didn't say I did it. No, you said throw a monkey wrench in that ten speed. 
Yeah. Which was a bike. Yeah. And I'm thinking about when you stick something in the spokes of a tire of a bike. Sometimes you don't even have to have anybody sticking it in the spoke of the tire to flip. I've gone off the, the edge and <laughs> as a kid. Go on, tell the rest of the story. <laughs> and flip it. Okay, so I'll tell you what I was trying to do. I was trying to be creative and I tied a string to each side <laughs> of my steering wheel. So because my cousin Derek, he was real good at doing he thought he was like uh Evil Knieva, yes. Mm-hmm. This dude would build ramps in the yard and everything. So there was there were certain things that he was really good at. So I said, okay, I'm gonna create a cruiser. And that was my cruiser. I tied two like ropes to each handlebar so mm-hmm. that I can once I'm, I get to a certain speed, I can actually lean back, because I was always tall, lean right. back with my bike and just cruise like a chopper bike. Hey. It didn't work like that. <laughs> hey, I could have told you about the law of hey, physics. I hit that gully. I was like, damn, why did, why did, not I, why did I try to do that? He said he hit the gully, y'all. Okay, so let me let me let me ask. I know what the gully is. I know he's about to. Okay, we got six minutes before before music or or period. All right, so let me let me just say this and get this out. Um, while we in a good energy, Mm -hmm. I would like a wish to wish a very 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 happy birthday to two special people. Mm -hmm. Number one being my mother Rose. Happy birthday, baby! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Okay, Uh, love you and as well my godson Santino. Um, it's his birthday as well, and those are, you know, just like wishing great energy. So thankful that they're both, you know, are in my world. I'm in their world, okay. and just growing and so on. Yeah. All right, y'all. Happy birthday, you guys. Y'all have a wonderful birthday. What you plan on? You? Oh well, that's well, probably okay, a secret. For, well, I can tell you he is because he's not listening to the show today. He'll okay. hear it tomorrow, and it'll be. But I've created a business for him. I remember so you talking about. I'm okay. giving my. I'm giving him a business at 10 years old. This guy will be an entrepreneur. He's able to take it and grow and do what he wants to with it. And with my mom, I'm not able to say because she's listening to the radio. So when I do see her and I give her a <laughs> gift, then I'll come back and talk about it. But what? A, yeah, but I mean, I feel really good about it. One of the things that I've always, you know, have been preaching with this, you know, investing. I get it investing in stocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you're an entrepreneur, reinvesting in your business, but also in your kids too. Your kids, invest right. in your kids so that they can have a future and they can learn at a very young age how to manage that business. Because a lot of us as entrepreneurs don't have the... Um, the knowledge and the experience of either running a business, seeing it ran, or taught how to run it. So where a lot of it's trial and error. And coming through the rankings, that's a, a, a somewhat of a gamble in itself. You know, it's a but good gamble. Stay fo- yeah, it's a great it's gamble. A gamble. If you stay I, focused and stay true to it and learn from your mistakes, grow from it, and here, try here, to get as much information as you possibly can. Here's, here's the one thing, not meaning to cut you off, happy birthday to you guys. But also, here's the thing that you want to always remember in business. Y'all listen to this. You listen, listen. You listen. Listen. When you're in business, you always have to have a teachable spirit. Yes. If you don't have a teachable spirit, be willing to take the criticism, mm-hmm. be willing to make the changes. You have to be willing to make the change. If you're not willing to make the changes, don't waste, don't waste the person's time that's giving you criticism, and don't waste your time listening to it. Because you can, you can just what Ophel's, you can hit that stop sign down the road on your own, and then you'll learn that way. Because mm-hmm. my Ophel, it's a stop sign up the road. Just keep on going, and you'll stop at the what? Nah, I, I, I don't want to, you know, jump in on that. But I just gotta say, go and get to, you a little bit of that because it, it, it can go <laughs> twofold too now. Because don't be so open to. Um, the not opinions. There's okay, a between opinions okay, and criticism. Well, let's yeah. let's let's yeah. It's it's I iron said, that out. I, yeah, I, yeah. So let me make it clear what I'm saying with Please teachable do. spirit. When I say like, don't if they've been there, done this, and listen, you might not want to do this because this is what happened. That's how you know you get constructive criticism. Okay. If somebody tell you, okay, now I've done that before. This is what happened to me. This is why you and they give you a reason why you should be doing it. Mm-hmm. People give you criticism and don't and don't 
play the whole record. I'll tell you why you shouldn't be doing it. Just going to give you their opinion. That ain't helping me none. Well, how much time did they have? Uh, when God <laughs> send you a blessing, you don't no, ask no, him how much time you no, got to no, use no, it. No, no, I, I hear you. I'm listening. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. But what I'm saying is a lot of times, if it's chopped down that zero versus the 10 over here, it's like you're saying they aren't able to get the full story. But in that moment of time, how much time do you have or do they allow you to listen and hear what you're trying to give them. You're trying what? to give them this positive advice in order to move forward and grow, but they, they don't even have time to hear you. But but I'm going to tell you, this is when they have time. Is when they're ready to have the teachable spirit. Anybody with teachable spirit, yes. they got the time. Exactly. If they don't have the time, you'll know when you're trying to give it to them. And yep. then they'll know that, hell, I should have listened because uh, and don't need you calling me now saying, what do I... Oh, what what you want me to do now? I tried to tell you you didn't have to get into this. Exactly. And find this is the last thing. Find you a elderly person, elderly as in like 70 or something, to give you that sweet spot of hanging in there when you just can't think of no other way. Because an old person would be like, listen, just hang in there. They, they just say that one or two things to you, and you can say, okay, you brush yourself off and keep going. You, I ain't you, talking about the younger ones that's going <laughs> to give you some. We, we give you some good stuff, too. But I'm talking about that old one they ain't doing nothing reading the Sunday school lesson for <laughs> Sunday. Not the Sunday school lesson. Yep. Because they have, they have, they, they have the patience. They've been there and done that. They've no? been there and done that. They got the patience. They've been there and done that. And then what else they doing? Nothing. Well, some of them, listen, some of them still <laughs> rolling. That's true. Some of them still rolling. Because you know what? My, my daddy was 83 and, and still rolling. I listen, just, in my family, they still rolling. I know. But just call them on their cell phone. They'll talk to you while they're riding or wherever they're going. <laughs> but, those, but you know what? Those those are the best conversations. And, and that actually, when I was talking to Doc earlier, um, that's kind of what I was asking in regards to. You playing my song. I have my song in the background. This is the song that I'm actually dedicating to my mother. What? You can play it in there and let it play while I'm talking. You know what okay, I'm saying? Well, that's, let's be quiet so she can hear her song. Yeah. She won't hear you sing. Well, can I t- hit, tell the story behind it? That's on you and your mom. Okay, so this is, this is Shaka Khan. <laughs> Ain't nobody. I'm wrapping it up, y'all. This shotgun cut ain't nobody. And this song just reminds me of when uh, my mom and I were just riding her black and white Impala. And uh, she was in beauty school. And we was just cruising and just bonding. So, yeah. Roll out to this. All right, Happy y'all. birthday, mom. Have Love a great you. one, y'all. This is Alvin. And Edmund. On the real 1100. Stopping by Old Fashioned Health with your host, Alvin. We hope this show has been informative and entertaining. And more importantly, we hope that we led you in the right direction to have good health inside and out. For more information on Old Fashioned Health, please visit our website at oldfashionedhealth.com. And be sure to join Alvin every Friday at 3 p.m. for Old Fashioned Health right here on 1100 a.m. Take care.